Hello, now welcome to the show. Just before we crack on, I just want to double check. Do you want to get confident on camera, be irresistible to those you're talking to and speak online with confidence and ease? Well, grab my new online course, Calm On Camera, the pre-recorded series now. Over the course of four sessions, we'll be really getting clear on why it is that you're showing up online and how to do it in a way that works for you. So head to amylayton.teachable.com and enter the promo code IRRESISTIBLEPRESENCE for 10% off now. Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Now this week I have been chatting to Sophie Clyde Smith. Now Sophie is a mindset and success coach who helps women launch and scale successful businesses through transformational mindset work and simple strategy. So I actually met Sophie in person Back in March 2020, maybe it was February 2020, it was certainly pre-COVID and we met face to face, we had a lovely little chat and it was really, really nice. I was thrilled when Sophie said yes to coming onto the podcast. It was brilliant to hear what she's been up to, how she's been using lockdown in terms of her business and her experiences of changing careers from the corporate world to what she does now. We chatted about fears and defining your fears as well as defining your goals and we chatted about why up leveling and getting uncomfortable is important to be where you want to be so there is a lot to dive into now Sophie also mentions Tim Ferriss's TED talk why you should define your fears and I've actually linked to that in the show notes so either head over to google stick it in there or you'll find it over on the show notes all right enjoy the episode Sophie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm so well. It's very exciting to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Now, Sophie, we're going to chat a little bit about confidence and what your relationship is with confidence and your journey. And I don't know, we'll see where it goes. But I've got, before we dive into that, I've got three quick fire questions I'm going to ask you. Okay. (laughs) Sophie's face, Uh, just for anyone listening, is like, what is she going to ask me? I'm intrigued. (laughs) And I, (laughs) you're intrigued. Okay, good. Um, And yeah, as as per everybody else, I've not, I've not prepped you for these questions. So we're we're going to wait and see. So go with your gut instinct is what I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Okay. So question number one. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Oh God, I'm not very good at these quick fire things. Um, <laughs> I'd really love a brunch. Am I allowed to say brunch? Oh, okay. All right, I'll let you have okay, brunch. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So, in the, which case then, with your brunch, mm. would you tend to go sweet or savoury? Oh, I tend to go eggs, savoury. Mm, okay, mm. nice. Mm. Okay, so thinking about that a little bit further, then. Mm. If you were to go out for brunch, mm. if you were to go to your favourite place, wherever that be for brunch, what would your go-to order be? Oh, well, this is quite easy, actually, because funnily enough, my sister and her, her husband own um, a brunch cafe. Well, that's not, not just brunch. Amazing. It closes at four, and I always get their, um, their eggs and salmon with like chimichurri and sourdough. It's just amazing. I don't know if that's the right way to say to me, Jury, actually, funnily enough, but there we are. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> it's so delicious. So yeah, salmon and eggs and sourdough is my go-to. 
I mean, you can't beat it, really, oh, can you? Love it with a nice coffee. Ah, uh, yes. What kind of coffee? What choice would you? What would yours be? Okay. Well, this is embarrassing because I don't drink caffeine, <laughs> but okay. So I have to get a decaf, <laughs> but flat white. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you know what? I wish I could be one of those people who doesn't drink caffeine. Oh. I wish I could so badly, but I just, I just need it in my life. I know. Well, I did have to wean myself off, but it just gives gives me it used to give me like anxiety and I'd be keep me up at night I'm so sensitive it's pathetic (laughs) yeah so I have to make do with uh decaf oh my god no I um I started drinking coffee when I was doing my a-levels as a way of keeping me up when I was revising because you know obviously I was cramming the night before my exams so um I started drinking coffee then and I think since then I've now built up the what's the right word I can't I can't think of the right word but I've built it up now so actually I don't tend to feel it yeah too much yeah that's really bad no yeah I hear that you hear that a lot don't you um and people do build up is it tolerance tolerance yeah that's the word yeah that's it yeah I was the opposite I was just uh, keeping me up at all hours of the night and yeah not great (laughs) oh man well I I need I need to get onto the whole decaf situation but um yeah I mean I'm drinking a coffee as as, as we're speaking to be fair so. <laughs> no, no, you're not going like... during the recording <laughs> well this is true this is true and I do have a gym workout to go to after this so it's okay great it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you're more of a brunch person than anything else um and Sophie before we crack on now we we know a little bit more about your brunch preferences <laughs> and your your decaf coffee um would you mind just telling us a little bit more about what it is that you do yeah definitely so i am a coach um and so i generally work in the sort of careers field working with modern professionals and the area that i really love is what would be called modern careers um or that i call modern careers and that's helping people in the space of um moving into being a freelancer, like very much work with lots of people with side hustles, um, people who have just gone self-employed at the beginning of their journey, like solopreneurs, and generally just helping individuals to find um, career fulfillment. Um, And I guess Mm -hmm. that that encompasses business as well, because I work with people at the beginning of their business journey. Um, So yeah, I do a lot of coaching one-to-one. I'm really passionate about working with women so um, I do some corporate female leadership coaching um, and I, I share quite a lot of content around females in the workplace and, um, well, female careers, modern working women. Um, and I've got a mastermind group called Make It Happen. And that's essentially a group um, to help individuals to figure out what they want to do um, from a sort of modern career perspective and go freelance and set up their business um, and yeah, go self-employed so that helps them make it happen so yeah I just I love talking about all everything to do with finding fulfillment being authentic and and getting really excited about moving forward with their businesses and everything that encompasses that that's really cool that is really cool um and I guess something that at the moment people are probably really thinking about mm. just in terms of like, what is it that I'm doing? Is that making me happy? Is there something more in terms of kind of the career that I want to do? And what 
what's going on for me am I finding it you know is it is it really life fulfilling yeah um how did you get into it in the first place what's your journey been with it yeah well I used to work in recruitment um well first of all I did like a biomedical science degree and I was really interested in human health and disease and wellness and everything but then I sort of came out of uni fell into uh, a career in recruitment and and then um about sort of four or five years into that I moved to London and joined a wellness startup and I was introduced to coaching through them so I joined them to help them sort of with the job and board thing and I was introduced to coaching through them and it was very much in the wellness space and you know I didn't even know what coaching was and um I got qualified and I started uh, coaching through their platform so I set up a careers coaching platform for them and I wrote an online course about how to how to change your career which was really fun um, and then I built the confidence, which I know is a subject of today. I built the confidence um, and side hustled for about six months and ended up going out on my own. So that was at the beginning of 2019. And y- wow. yeah, I've been building the business since then and working with individuals. My God, how did that feel to go and do it by yourself? What was that feeling like? Oh, it was such a mixture of emotions and I'd been building up to it for a while. I, I kind of went through so many different evolutions of of feelings, I guess. And uh, to begin with, when I was doing the qualification and working for the organization, I was like really excited and passionate and, and, and I wanted to explore it more. But there was something that was really holding me back, which was um, the company I worked for supported quite a lot of entrepreneurs and very much surrounded by founders and entrepreneurs and you know people who are freelancing and all that stuff and I hadn't really come across that before I'd only ever really been connected to the Monday to Friday nine to five office job um, and so I was sort of exposed to all these new ways of working and different ways of being and I start started to consider oh I wonder if I could I wonder if I could do that and um, I wonder if that would be possible for me. And so that was exciting. And, and I start, you know, started side hustling um, and to you know, dip my toe in it and to explore. But it was really scary, 100% scary, like feeling the fear, like majorly. Um, but it was also really exciting. And that, out, that exciting emotion outweighed the fear. And um, I just pushed through it. And, and got to the point where I, I felt so inauthentic and out of alignment but working for somebody else because I wasn't able to do what I really wanted to do and that mm. they were taking the business in a certain direction and I had all these ideas and plans and goals and visions and they didn't fit in with theirs and so I suddenly realized oh, I need to I need to do this for myself because I don't want to conform to I don't want to try you know fit into the jigsaw that they're building I want to build my own and um, so yeah it was a real plethora of emotions and it has been since being totally honest it's really up and down at owning mm-hmm. your own business but pleased to say that averagely feeling really loving it <laughs> good yeah. good good because I can I can really relate to that that up and down and the highs and the lows and you know the real real highs but also the real lows that come along with that. Yeah. And I guess how I think something that that's really occurred for me since setting up my own business is kind of where that support network comes from. 
to be able to to lean on should you need it but also celebrate yeah as well yeah um something that I really like that you mentioned was was bringing all those pieces of the jigsaw together mm. as well and kind of being doing something that is that feels so much more in alignment with who you are mm. and what feels good for you and it takes guts doesn't it it really does take guts to go what is it that is not working for me something isn't working for me right here right now I don't want to work for someone else anymore so how can I go about making this happen how can I go about actually living more in alignment with what it is that I want to do Mm. so thinking about that that idea of of that confidence that that must have taken to be able to leap into that and as you say kind of feel that fear and lean into that what what has your relationship been around confidence and what what does it mean to you because it it can mean so many different things to different people yeah um be kind of interesting to hear what what your relationship with it has been yeah that's a really good really good question and I would say that it's, I, I like the, your use of words when you say leap because definitely leap, leaps of faith uh, I feel highly mm, connected oh my gosh confident yes 100% yeah. um but actually I would I would say that in order to answer that question I sort of need to introduce something else which is um mm. courage and I would mm. say that what well, I know that people I think put these expectations on themselves that if they're going to move into a new direction like quitting their job and going self-employed or um you know any other situation that that individual is in that is um driven by change that they mm-hmm. that they should be confident about it mm-hmm. and and actually in my experience is that first of all you need to muster the, the strength and and find the courage to trust yourself and give it a go and try um, and take the action. And through that process of repetitively doing that and remaining authentic and and being aligned and building a life and making decisions, uh, you know, thousands of decisions that we make, um, moving yourself closer to that alignment, that results in building confidence you sort of prove to yourself mm. that you are able and that you're capable. So for me, you know, when I, when I quit my, when I quit that job, that, that took a lot of courage. And to mm. say that I was like really super hundred percent confident and it would probably be a lie um, <laughs> because, because I didn't know it was going to work out. And it was about like leaning into that fear Um for me, my relationship with confidence often, particularly over the last few years, has been really linked with um, overcoming limiting beliefs. And mm. so, for example, you know, when I was working for that organization, surrounded by those founders and entrepreneurs, I, I used to tell myself the story that I couldn't be an entrepreneur. I wasn't an entrepreneur. I, um, I actively pushed the the concept of it away like oh it's too much responsibility it's not for me I don't want that but essentially what I was saying is that I I, what I was feeling was I wouldn't I wouldn't be good enough at it Mm. and so through the I had loads of coaching and I was I was a coach and I had coaching and and through the process of overcoming my limiting beliefs it allowed me to flourish and build the confidence 
that I'm continuing to build um, as a business owner and, and forging my own path and you know not just confidence in career because there's so many other parts of our life um so yeah for me confidence is about trust it's about trusting yourself um and you do reach that point where you don't have to muster the courage anymore to do something um you you just feel the confidence and so yeah you know like with public speaking for example I used to sit I used to sit and this is a few years ago now um in a team meeting there was like 10 of us in the company I used to sit in a team meeting and have to, we'd all have to give like a weekly update and I would get like hives I would be like sweating I wouldn't really say something very good because I was so nervous and then through the through the following years of my career I had some opportunities to do public speaking and now it's a real strength of mine and I use it as a key pillar in my business before Amazing. COVID, um, <laughs> Pre-COVID. Event and stuff so it's it's all an evolution I think but yeah mm-hmm. I could talk about this all day but I'll leave my monologue there <laughs> no I think it's it's so fascinating isn't it and actually what you were saying in terms of public speaking I guess that that transpires now to speaking online and being able to run things online and talk to camera confidently Mm. but actually I love that that distinction that you make between courage and confidence um because is it it's Brené Brown isn't it that talks about the idea that actually to build that confidence you have to lean into that courage and you've got to feel the fear and then the confidence will come mm. after that. Mm. I mean, oh gosh. So, you know, thinking about thinking about your own journey, whether that be on a, a personal level or a professional level, were there points where, you know, and looking back on, on where you are now, where you've really had to kind of go, oh, holy shit, I am really having to like, dig deep here I know this isn't in alignment with what I'm doing I don't know if this you know I don't know how this is going to work out but I've got to give this a go Mm. I've got to try this have have there been real points where you've had to really really lean into that courage there Mm. yeah for sure there's a few examples and I'm one of them is maybe other people wouldn't categorize this as courageous but um you know, going traveling, I traveled for a year and there were, I think that took a lot of courage in a way to, um, to put myself in that position. I was like often traveling alone and, and and that was just so exciting. So that, and that was like a, it felt courageous. So yeah, that, and I like grew Mm -hmm. so much from that, but other ones were the, the various pivots and shifts that I've had in my career. Um, leaving recruitment moving to London joining a startup as a second employee which was like pretty massive big risk but felt like really good and exciting um Mm. and then setting up my side hustle investing in a qualification that was actually pretty major that was a real turning point actually investing in myself and my coaching qualification it was like five grand Mm. um didn't have that money at the time and I had to get out alone and so that was really scary but it was an investment in myself and I could i you know built a few I wanted to build my future on that decision and you know some individuals may think money mindset that's that wasn't a good move having to get a loan to do a qualification but actually completely transformed my life and it was an investment and I've made that money back 
to have many times over since then. Mm. Um, so that was a, but that was such a light bulb moment because I I made that courageous decision um, to trust myself to, and I invested in it, and it was like very much linked to. It was so confidence for me is really really linked to taking like it's very practical it's like taking action and so that and and decisions essentially and so I made that decision to invest in myself and do the coaching qualification even though it was really scary and I couldn't afford it but then once I did it it was like a light bulb and I was like oh my gosh I proved to myself that I was worthy and that I, I was capable and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna really give this a shot um so yeah, and then obviously going self-employed. So that took a huge amount of courage. And actually being mm. being a business owner requires courage every day. And there's so many different challenges that you face. So it's so important to to do the inner work and, and keep keep fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep keep pushing with it, isn't it? Yeah. Um as, you know that that idea of intuition and listening to your heart or your head mm. and I guess around money especially and when you're trying to build your own career and you're you know you're trying to maybe build a career that is more in alignment with what you want to do for a lot of people you know and I I found it myself and I find it with with clients as well is that idea of well I've got to put down this money even though I don't necessarily have it at the moment, you know, for me to be able to continue to grow and expand and develop, I've got to be able to take that leap. I'm going to come back to that, that phrase again. I've got to be, you know, I've got to be able to take that leap and I've got to come back to the courage to be able to do that. Trust my intuition, which is really hard mm. sometimes. Trust that intuition. And, you know, if that's, if that's the first time you've done that, then actually that can be really, really difficult mm. to, to lean into that intuition and not necessarily, you know, and I say this from my own personal experience because this is something that I've done before, not necessarily ask for everybody else's opinion mm. as to what you think. And again, I, you know, this completely depends on what personality type you are, but not ask for necessarily everybody else's opinion, but to be able to really hone in and trust your gut. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that is that something that you find with the people that you work with? What like as a coach when I'm coaching them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, the whole conversation around intuition is is a really tough one, and uh, we often yeah. get stuck in our heads, don't we? And and intuition is well, it's not in your head; it's down in your gut. Um, but also, mm. I think you know, connected with your heart as well. Um, and those like energy centers and so yeah this comes up a lot with clients I think the thing with intuition is that it's such a um, subtle art the subtle art of being able to listen to your intuition because how can you even describe that people can't put it into words it's not a cognitive there's not a cognitive approach to your intuition it's something much yeah. much subtler than that and linked with your energy and and insights that you have and flashes of visions and um you know imagery and things like that I I, tend, I I sometimes sort of interpret it as when I'm you know walking along daydreaming and I am I envisage something happening in the future mm -hmm. and like 
you know you sort of i guess it's daydreaming you know like, oh that could be cool and then sort of you reflect on that after and it's like oh that might be some you know might be a message telling me something mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i think the your intuition can get really 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 easily crowded out and and um blocked out by yeah the overthinking rational thinking analysis paralysis and essentially a lack of trust in yourself i guess through um asking for everyone else's advice it's, it's i would say it's um it's slightly more tricky i guess with regards if you're a business owner because mm. no you, you you don't know everything actually goes mm. goes for anyone in any situation um really nobody knows everything so you want to be able to get advice and and get other people's opinions it's like how far do you take that and and how can you come back to that space of creating space for you to listen to yourself and through journaling or having a coach and and um perhaps sometimes again focusing on your limiting beliefs and the mm. fears and overcoming them in order to be able to actually connect in with what it is that you really really want mm. is there something in kind of registering those fears and I don't know I'm thinking completely off the top of my head but is there anything with as soon as you recognize those fears then you take the power away from them Mm. I don't know does that allow you to to tap into it more 100% there's this amazing exercise um you know Tim Ferriss yeah yeah and so he's got this incredible TED talk and I think it's called why you should define your fears instead of your goals um yeah like 100% recommend that for anybody listening and he's got basically what comes out of it is this exercise called fear setting um and it's this the thing about fears is like it can be this like really gray cloud surrounding you where you're just really really scared of doing something but you actually haven't faced that fear and you haven't actually Mm -hmm. you know shone the cold hard light of day on it and and explored Mm -hmm. what that fear would actually result in so actually going through the exercise of okay if that did happen what would be the worst case scenario and the worst case scenario question is such a good one um and you go through that exercise and you you ask yourself okay what would the worst case scenario be and then what you do is you mitigate you you have a thought journaling process around okay what would I do to mitigate that 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 potential outcome and and is it actually that bad Mm. and then the sort of latter stages of the um, exercise are, you know, what's the cost of inaction? What what's happened? What would happen if you listen to these fears and didn't explore this? And then it shifts and and flips it around, and you actually explore, okay, what are the potential outcomes of the things that could could go well, essentially. So yeah, it's intuitive of you to ask that, and I that that's something that I do I do with quite a lot of my clients, and we explore that together and help them to actually take away the power of 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 the that fear yeah I think that's great because there's so many times you know especially speaking as well and the people that I work with and they're like well I can't I can't even fathom getting on a live or speaking at an event because what would happen you know you know x y and z might happen and you're like yeah but so what Mm. so what you know and actually I really like the idea of that being a 
a more formal exercise mm. um i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go and check out that ted talk thank you for that i'll stick it in the show notes as well yeah. um because actually i think that sounds fascinating and yeah i guess i guess fears are something that we always we're always taught to to push them down and not listen to them and oh you'll be okay don't worry about it crack on now let's do it mm. and kind of, we're always taught to just try and carry on and jump in th- into things but actually you're totally right without exploring those fears I guess they just kind of stay locked locked in part of our brain yeah and then I don't know whether they build and build and build or whether there's always that thing that that holds us back yeah for some reason so I guess by acknowledging them and by registering them and doing that exercise that you mentioned I guess, as you say, that just starts to take that power away from them and starts to alleviate it a little bit. Yeah, 100%, because people are so controlled by their fears, myself included, and, you know, many mm, human. Me too. Yeah, and yeah. I think <laughs> I talk about this process of up-leveling um, with quite a lot of my clients where there's certain things that are holding us back at this, at, you know, let's just say level one. Um, and put this into an example for, you know, when I wanted to set up, well, when I when I didn't associate myself with being an entrepreneur or I didn't think I was good enough so that was holding mm. me back and that was fear and it was limiting beliefs and I was just like, I can't do this and I was in what I call a lack mindset so a lack mindset is characterized by all of that negative thinking the fear the worry the over analysis self-doubt comparison all of that negative stuff and that what that does is holds you back but if you do the inner work, if you get the coach, if you do the personal development, if you, you really, you know, you have to invest in the, the, the change in order to get the results, then you level up. But then you you face new fears at this new level. And the, the things I'm facing today, two years ago, I would have been like, I would have broken down. I'd have been like, oh, my God, I cannot even imagine doing that. But I've leveled up over this over the you know people that's what people do it's personal development they level up they grow but it only it only comes through facing facing those fears it doesn't come with ignoring them or pushing them down um and actually mm-hmm. if people can get comfortable there's this terminology called comfortable neutrality where you're sort of comfortable with the the, the feelings of of being in that space and like that comfortable neutra- neutrality is like quite a weird word but it's it's more about like being comfortable with that fear and facing it and 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 dealing with it then then that's like that's literally showing you the way forward whatever that individual is struggling with whoever's listening to this like whatever the fear is whatever the limiting belief is on the other side of that exact limiting belief and fear is is your future and is where you're meant to be going so if you that's yeah. what that's how it's giving you road signs it's literally giving you a map to your your development I love that the other side of your fear that is that is the future and that you know that is what's holding you back is that fear so thinking about that then what is one thing that you knowing everything that you know now and with that fear and with the idea of courage and confidence and leaning in and investing and you know everything that we've spoken about what is one thing that you would tell your younger self now looking back oh 
It's always such a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one. Um, probably a few things. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd quite like to give my younger self some credit because, like, I've consistently put myself out, uh, like, you know, the course of the last few years, I've taken risks, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. taking risks. And so I, w- I would have probably said, make sure you keep taking risks. Um because out of those risks have come huge growth um, mm. and worry, worry a bit less. Um, mm. And yeah, don't connect your self-worth to, to others. Like don't measure your self-worth through other people. Measure it mm. against like how authentic you feel in your own life. Sorry, mm. that was like five. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm I'm nodding along and I'm kind of agreeing with you because actually I think those are totally things that I could have done with being told as well, you know, even six months ago. So thank you for that because that's, I think that's a really great reminder um, that actually we can take risks mm. and it's okay to do that and it's okay to give things a go. And so what, you know, what is, as you say, what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. But. If we try, we never know. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. Um, so thinking about all your coaching and the work that you do, if people want to get to know a little bit more, where can they find out more about what you do? Um, so the best place is just to come over to my Instagram, which is uh, at Sophie Clyde Smith. And then my website is the same, sophieclydesmith.com. And um, there's various resources and free bits of content. And yeah, the Instagram is probably a good place to get them some free bits from me (laughs) amazing all right well wonderful thank you so much Sophie um it's been an absolute pleasure so interesting I am genuinely going to go and check that TED talk out so thank you oh my pleasure Um, I'll catch you very soon thanks so much thanks for having me on well there we have it thank you so much for joining us and what an interesting conversation with Sophie we had now as always if you like this episode feel free to share it feel free to subscribe rate and review on Apple podcasts so that you can help to get the word to reach those who would benefit from listening to this podcast week on week All right, I will be back next week with another five-minute thought. And I've got a couple of live podcast recordings up my sleeve too. So make sure you're tuning in and I will catch you then. See you later. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. As ever, if you did enjoy it, please do remember to rate, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to spread the word. And you can find the show notes for this episode over at amylayton.com. All right, have a great one. Catch you next week.